This is LBC with Ben Kentish. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. 11.37 is the time. Lots of texts coming in. Here's Esther in Bournemouth. Ben, I never ever see a homeless person without thinking that someone somewhere has let them down. It's just heartbreaking. And this story of the gentleman sleeping rough outside McDonald's being soaked with cold water enrages me, or as to you and me both. Anne says when Labour was last in power, they more or less eradicated rough sleeping. Maybe they'll do it again if they are back in power. And Chris in Yorkshire said, Ben, I know it must be awful to be homeless. My friend saw a homeless man throw food and drink into a bin after being given it by a kind couple. No wonder the public are not sure what to do. Well, Chris, if you think that's the majority, sir, I'd urge you to think again. I absolutely assure you the majority of people in homeless people in this country are not lobbing fresh food and drink into dustbins. They're all too grateful uh, for what they can get. Come back to you calls on this in just a moment. Really interested to hear from anyone who has been homeless because I think part of the problem with this is there's a, there's a lack of understanding about just what leads to people ending up on the streets and just what it's like once you're in that situation. 03456060973. First, so let's turn across the Atlantic uh, to where President Zelensky of Ukraine has uh, arrived tonight. He's in Washington, D.C. for really, really quite crucial talks with lawmakers there in the U.S. Congress, urging them to continue their support for the war effort in Ukraine, despite some pretty strong reluctance uh, to that end from Republican representatives in particular. Simon Marks joins us, LBC's Washington correspondent. Simon, pleasure to have you back on the show tonight. These are really, really important talks, aren't they, when it comes to the future of the war in Ukraine. What is what is Zelensky asking for in particular, and, and what chances has he got as, of going home happy? Good evening. Yeah, I mean, I think it's make or break, really, Ben, and there's very little chance that Volodymyr Zelensky is going to go home entirely happy because there is no prospect whatsoever uh, of this visit immediately resulting in Republicans saying, oh, OK, then, well, we've heard what he had to say, we'll change our minds and we'll now back uh, President Biden's uh, supplemental request for funding to continue supporting uh, Zelensky's forces in Kiev and also, of course, the Israeli Defence Forces. It's all uh, bundled together in one big, massive supplemental request uh, that the White House is making of Congress for funding. And uh, Republicans at the moment are saying that there can be no agreement to resume funding for Kiev uh, unless President Biden compromises uh, on his handling of immigration uh, across uh, America's southern border from Mexico at record levels. Republicans sense that they're on to an election winner by saying that Joe Biden is more concerned with Vladimir, uh, with Volodymyr uh, Zelensky's border with Vladimir Putin and Russia uh, than President Biden is with America's southern border with Mexico. But speaking at the National Defense University here in Washington, uh, just within the last few hours, Volodymyr Zelensky has laid out the stakes uh, that he believes are now uh, very much uh, at risk uh, as a result uh, of this refusal by Congress to uh, move forward with the funding request. Let me be frank with you, France, if there's anyone inspired by unresolved issues on Capitol Hill is just Putin and his sick clique. And that audience at the National Defense University also heard from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin today. If we do not stand up to the Kremlin's aggression today, if we do not deter other would-be aggressors, we will only invite more aggression, 
More bloodshed and more chaos. So a very big day ahead for Volodymyr Zelensky. He'll be heading up to Capitol Hill to meet leaders uh, from the Democratic uh, Party and the Republican Party in the United States Senate. Then he's going to be holding a separate one-on-one meeting with uh, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. That seems to be an absolutely critical meeting because Mr Johnson himself, uh, like so many Republicans in the House of Representatives, is opposed to the idea of continuing to fund Ukraine uh, on its merits. Mm. I mean, he is not just interested uh, in striking this deal over border security issues with the White House. Uh, He and many Republicans, particularly in the House of Representatives, question the wisdom of of continuing to pour uh, bottomless pits of money uh, into uh, Kiev's coffers in a bid to help them uh, mount a successful counteroffensive against Russia. Then uh, President Zelensky will head to the White House uh, for his meeting with President Biden. The two men will be holding a joint press conference uh, shortly thereafter. It's possible that we will hear from President Biden that he's going to unveil some kind of new aid that he's been able to divert from uh, other coffers uh, and bestow that on Volodymyr Zelensky uh, before he heads back to Kiev. But that is not going to solve the long-term problem, which is that many uh, foreign policy observers here believe that unless there is a substantial change of heart very quickly on Capitol Hill, Mm. uh, Volodymyr Zelensky's uh, ability to turn around Russia's aggression is going to be very constrained and ultimately it could lead to the war ending up from uh, the perspective of the Biden administration with precisely the wrong outcome. And of course on the risk is other Western countries end up following the US lead. It sounds all in all like it, it could be a fairly embarrassing joint press conference of President Biden who might have to explain in public to President Zelensky why he's not going to get what both men think that he should be getting. Well, you know, President Biden last week, Ben, said that it was stunning uh, that the United States has reached this point with Republicans in Congress, you know, traditional foreign policy Mm. hawks. You don't have to think that far back uh, to the era of Ronald Reagan or the era of the two presidents, Bush, uh, to a period when there would have been no question about Republican support for Ukraine in the face of this kind of aggression uh, from Moscow. But times here have changed. We live in a highly polarised political uh, epoch here in Washington, D.C. And, of course, you can't separate any of this from the electoral calendar. We are less than a year away from the presidential election and Republicans believe that if they can continue to say to the public, Joe Biden is more concerned with sorting things out in Ukraine and salvaging Ukraine's uh, freedom and independence than he is in sorting things out at here here at home, namely the record tide of migrants flooding across uh, the border to the south between the United States and Mexico. They think that's an election winner and it's, it's going to be very problematic for Joe Biden to turn that around, even if he manages to do it short term over the course of the next few weeks. That long-term debate about the extent to which America should be uh, forever committed uh, to Ukraine in this war is certainly going to be a talking point on the campaign trail. Simon, as always, great to have you on the programme. Thank you. That's Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent.